Welcome to the Prodigal and the Priest podcast, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. Here are your hosts, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Somebody, uh, somebody used the podcast thing in between us. And just blew our eardrums out with our own intro. <laughs> it's a great start to the morning. Just, <laughs> Welcome to Prodigal in the Pre- <laughs> Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's normal on your end, but on our end, I was like, what? <laughs> we just I'm got, ready to just walk out and call it a day. We just got annihilated in the eardrums. So. Go back to sleep. It's been already too much. Too, it's 7.50 in the morning. It's been too much. So I have a life update. Oh, okay. We're we're moving. So my, <laughs> you already know this. Yeah, I do. My, you know, we're expecting our fourth. Did you know that? <gasps> <laughs> and so. So you're moving back to New Jersey. <laughs> no, and I love New Jersey, but if this job, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. If this job existed in New Jersey and the churches were similar place, it'd be it totally different for me. Personally. If New Jersey was more like Texas. Uh more like church. <laughs> just not the state, just church. I'm you not know? sure if you can have one without the other. Uh, anyway, continue with You don't miss thing. Bermuda in any ways. I miss it in some ways. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So we live in a little, you know, 1,300 square foot home, which is beautiful. We've like poured blood, sweat, tears into that home. We've like fixed up a lot of things like God has provided in huge ways. But um, four kids, two adults starting to get a little tight in there. And so, um, you know, <laughs> you double checking my math over yeah. here, you're counting, making sure I have four children, no, and two it adults. Makes sense now. Um so, weren't you a physics major? Didn't you need to know math? Physics minor. Minor. I finished with the minor. I was a major, and then I... Became a priest. Yeah. Yeah. So, we found this house that... Our realtor found this house. Shout out. Awesome Catholic guy. Um, if you need somebody, email us. We'll let you know. Anyway. So, our realtor found this house, and it's kind of a weird, crazy story of like... A friend of his was walking in a neighborhood and saw some people moving out and just texted him like, hey, this house in my neighborhood looks like it's moving. He kind of did some research, reached out, heard nothing months upon months, kind of decided just why we were looking because we've been looking for a while and nothing. And we want to stay close to Capel because um, the church calls me at all hours, at all times, you know, things like that. I, uh, I'm up here a lot and so... and. This is our community. We love St. Anne's. And so pretty much he finally figures out who this house is attached to and finds out that the house has kind of been abandoned. And the other realtor says, listen, I don't think you're going to want this house. It's rough. And he's like, it can't be that bad. And so (laughs) it's an awesome find just in the sense of size and space and all these things. But it's going into a house that somebody hasn't cleaned. I mean, even made an attempt at cleaning in like six years of their life. I mean, like the countertops have never been wiped in six years. All the flooring needs to be ripped out. So 
Yeah. I also decided with four kids to do a big renovation <laughs> in a new house. So life update, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to love that, though. Gonna, you, you love that sort of thing. I do love that sort of thing, yeah. But it's just like, so we're now, uh, you know, we're we're now packing the pod. You know, you know what pods are? Like podcast. Yeah, sure. So these big boxes, you know what a pod is, right? I know what a okay. pod is. So uh, pods being delivered today to our driveway in our current home we're in, and we're going to pack that puppy up. And it's kind of crazy to think about it. Like you pack this pod, and then they just pick it up and deliver it to your new house. Like the evolution of moving. It's a beautiful thing. Because did you ever move as a kid? To Bermuda. How old were you? Six. So you like, do you distinctly remember it? I remember not wanting to move and like clinging to random pieces of furniture. <laughs> um, we took some stuff. See with little us. father Paul Becker just <laughs> holding on to a, a couch leg and being like, come on, Paul. Wearing a tiny cassock. Um, <laughs> um, I remember we took some stuff with us, but. I mean, everything we took to Bermuda from Houston, we had to put in a container and ship, mm. and it had to fit in the container. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so we had to be selective, and I remember there was like a dresser or something that I was like, no. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't care about the dresser until I thought we were going to lose it. <laughs> nice. And they literally put it on a ship, or they fly it over, or what? Yeah, they put it on a ship, big container ship. And it got there. Yeah, sometimes they don't. Sometimes, like, there's high seas and stormy waves. And it falls and off? Occasionally. Oh, my god. There are tons of containers. Like, those huge, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, as, as big as the St. Anne Center kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's... There's just tons of them in the ocean? Yeah, because what do they do? I mean, if they fall off, they sink. You got... <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go after that puppy. Come on. Drop there's, an anchor. There's a whole thing about like Do you like sea divers? Like is that a thing? Like oh, do people I mean bottom of the ocean. Like I don't know. Can't get to. Yeah. We're talking Titanic bottom of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Like you need a man. Like you like, need a submarine or even that is kind of like, I don't know about the pressure. Um. <laughs> I think a submarine could probably Okay, these days. These days. These days. Twenty twenty two submarine. But there's a whole thing about like a container full of those like little rubber duckies that float in the pool uh, in the the bathtub. Yeah, um, the pool. <laughs> whatever. Um, a, a, this is I, a I, true I, story. Yeah, it, I'm trying to remember where I saw it. It was when I was watching one of those like Blue Planet things or something like that, or uh, hosted by David Attenborough, Sir like. David Attenborough. <laughs> to you. Um, Knighted by the queen. The container. Anyway. In the ocean. I can't remember the details, but the container fell off and like those little rubber duckies like floated back up to the surface. And I mean, some of them. Wait, made how it did anyway. it get open? I don't know. And um, this mystery, this is <laughs> deeper than of, the Bermuda I'm Triangle. short on the details on this breaking news story. <laughs> but like they were finding them all across the world and they were like studying how the ocean currents worked <laughs> that they would get from that single place to all these different anyway 
So somebody literally wasted part of their life. It's probably paid to study. Paid probably by the government (laughs) to study how these rubber duckies got like to who knows where. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to have to look it up. Like years apart too. Like some of these things have been lost at sea for a long time and then they finally make their way home. Mm. Make their way home. (laughs) I mean, this is just, this should be a Disney movie or something. I feel like there should be a movie. Get this idea. There should be a movie about toys, right? That kind of come to life when the kids or people aren't in the room. It's not very believable. they, They get lost and they have to make their way back to their owner. Yeah. Toys don't do that though. Yeah, I know. We'll have to, we'll have to see. Okay. We'll I bet work, if Disney, I, I bet if Disney came up with some idea about that, it would yeah. be great. If they so. don't like it, we can go to Pixar. <laughs> exactly. So here's my biggest question. So what can I count you um, in for helping with this with this house? <laughs> well, you know, I travel a lot these days. <laughs> um, so the welcome party. I could probably give you. Yeah. Yeah. You're no, like, if you give me enough advance notice, I'll I'll you'll try to pencil me in <laughs> for the welcome party. Oh my god! I'll I'll come and bless your house. There you go. Um, yeah, I wanted. It's it's a weird place. I was telling Father Edwin. Well, I don't know if you were there the other night, but I was telling Father Edwin. I was like, I don't want just like some little blessing. Like we need like the mm, do like, the real thing. Because isn't there? And maybe this is a good little distinction going into some things today. There's like different house, but like, isn't there one kind of like this blessing is with like blessed salt expels like demons or something. And isn't there kind of like the wimpy one in the book of blessings? Yeah. Blessings are a weird thing. <laughs> it's like, I just hit a nerve. I just saw no, you. It, it's here. like, yeah, there's so many directions to go with blessings. Um, they're not magic. Okay. Let's start right. with that. Blessings aren't magic. They're not spells. Right. Um, and so in that sense, like, you know, the words matter, but they don't matter like they would in a spell, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. <laughs> I've never cast a spell. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying, assume spells are, are real things. Okay. Um, a blessing's not that. Right. Uh, but that being said, the words do matter because you're praying for something, Right. And it matters what you ask for. Right. Um, so if you have a blessing with words that don't say what you want, then it's probably not a good blessing. Right. But also like the quality of the faith that you bring to the table really seems to matter a lot. Mm. In because, you know. But like, does the current, there's, there's a blessing, go on houses. (laughs) There's a blessing for houses in the book of blessings right now. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of, but wouldn't you say it's more like what I've heard it explained. It's more like, let's, may those like who are in this place, you know, kind of be holy, may this place, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not fluffy, but Mm -hmm. compared to some that are like, so that pull out the blessed salt and the water and may, and I'm not saying it's magic, but I'm saying yeah. more like may anything not of the Lord kind of be cast out of this place. Right. Do, what you, you're do you understand ask, what I'm saying? Yeah, what like, you're asking for. I do. It's just, it's tricky with the house blessing because I actually, 
So what what you're saying about the book of blessings, I think in general is is pretty true and just something that like priests in general are, are like, well, these are they're they're a little wimpy. There's something missing right there in the what we call the new book of blessings, which is 40 years old. <laughs> right. Um but that being said, I really like the new blessing for houses more than the, the old one is very short mm-hmm. and doesn't really give much opportunity to like draw people into the prayer mm. in any way. Yeah, yeah. Um like it's it's very short. If if I'm remembering it right, it's just like a paragraph, which is very uncharacteristic. Normally the old ones are like this litany of paragraphs and they, they take forever. Yeah. And the new ones are really short, but this one is is kind of different. I would have to go and look back at the text to so see So can you like personally like can you take a little here, a little here, like little cafeteria Catholic it, just yeah. pull what you want? It's, is that legal? It's a tricky, yeah, get back to our, our Lysaity thing. Yeah. It's it's a little tricky now with uh, the Tradiciones Custodes um, because it's not, it talks about the Missal and it doesn't really talk about the Book of Blessings. The Spirit seems to be, of, of the document, mm-hmm. seems to be like old books in general. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know, like, I, I think a lot of people don't know what the status of the old book of blessings is right now. I know if the bishop gives you permission, you can use it because the bishop can do stuff like that. Mm. But it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it was, it was definitely permissible under Samorum Pontificum, which was the motor proprio from Pope Benedict, mm-hmm. about all the, the old liturgy books. Right. Definitely permissible. Explicitly mentioned. Um, and like there were certain chapters in there that you would need particular permission from your bishop to use. Like I can't just up and consecrate a chalice. Yeah. Um, uh, like using the formula that a bishop would use. Um, but there were there were a lot of parts of the. I didn't even know they consecrated chalice. <laughs> well, I don't know. There it's you a, go. It's a thing. Um, but yeah, the, it's it's a weird thing. Like I don't know. Um, mm. And stumped you, stumped the priest. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, I definitely don't know in a way that I would want to just like declare, um, to our millions of listeners, um, as like this is the. This is the clear teaching on the matter. Yeah. Um, especially. Tenth of a million. <laughs> especially on, on live radio. Live. <laughs> you're just, just killing it this morning. <laughs> 7.45. You're just going at. Well, it. it um, So there's two different questions that I kind of like wanted to toss out today for the rest of our time here. Um, one is about kind of. I'm I'm gonna make this like choose your own adventure by you. You okay. get to you get to decide which way we go. I'm gonna give you the broad, like, just kind of heading. You choose which one we dive into, and I'll give the full question. Mm. Sound good? Yeah. Okay. So one heading, women. <laughs> okay. Two heading. Things Catholics do. Or I should say should do. Let's go with the first. (laughs) I'm intrigued. Women. 
So we had an interesting question come in, and it wasn't aggressive in any way. I want to I want to preface this, but um, it was anonymous, of course, because all our good questions <laughs> come in anonymous because people think we're going to see them in church and like be like, you submitted a question. Um, but it was talking about uh, the question summed up. It was it was kind of a long story, but the question summed up was talking about the fact of this person's really struggling with the role of women in the church. Mm-hmm. Totally understands faithful Catholic understands the role of the priesthood is not in any way saying like I'm for women priests or things like that, mm-hmm. but just saying it's tough in our current kind of generation and society where, you know, uh, women are fighting for equal pay, similar status, different stuff like that. And it feels like overall, especially in churches, Catholic and non, she said, mm-hmm. um, you know, the role of women, in her opinion, does seem minimized in a large way. Mm-hmm. And what are our thoughts on that? I was like, whoa, that was okay. intense. That was good. I mean, it, it was very mm-hmm. well articulated in the sense of... Um, once again, not pushing for women priests, you know, um, which I guess if we just hit on that real briefly, like, yeah, there's big T traditions and little T traditions, right? In the Catholic church, big T, like no Pope is ever going to be allowed to say like women are priests. Right. Yeah. No, now, it could change something though. Just so people understand could, I don't think we'll ever see it personally, but could say, Priests are allowed to get married. The Pope could come out. Yeah, no, it's true. So that's just what I'm talking about of like mm-hmm. something that could change. Yeah, stuff that's potentially changeable and stuff that isn't. Right. Uh, so anything else to add to that? No, just JP2 uh, reaffirmed this several <laughs> times. Um, just the way that sentence was. Yeah, just anything to add. Just JP2. Yeah, JP2. <laughs> Be not afraid. Big pause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he, he affirmed several times that like, it's it's not a matter of like wanting to or not wanting to or whatever. He's like, we don't have the authority. This isn't in um, the revealed scriptures and tradition of the church. Right. Um, Jesus chose his apostles as men, mm-hmm. and they are the uh, the predecessors of the bishops and the priests are the collaborators of the bishops and the yeah. whole. Sacrament of holy orders, yeah, belongs to that, and we can't, <laughs> we can't just go rogue on right. it. Like, um, and there's other like theological reasons we could get into, but it's as simple as like, as like, this is what Jesus chose to do, and he had many women who followed him very closely, and I mean, the first recorded witness of the resurrection is Mary Magdalene, yeah who's called the apostle to the apostles. Right. Um, but her role is different. Um, and Mary's role. And yeah, no, for sure. Um, so it kind of comes down to like the, you know, complementarity thing. Mm-hmm. Like e- equality doesn't mean um, that you reduce all differences. Equality means an equality of complementarity. Yeah. Um, I think it also helps if we can see a little more more clearly like what the role of the priest is in regards to uh, the body of Christ, the whole church. Um, 
and what the role of each Christian is in regards to the body of Christ, the yeah. whole church. Um, I, I get this sometimes with guys who want to apply to seminary. Um, sometimes they'll come and talk to me because they've started to take their faith seriously um, and they want to take it to the next level. And they think that means becoming a priest. That's not true. <laughs> like, Priesthood is not a way to level up your faith or your discipleship. You heard it here. Our vocation director wants no more vocations, everybody. No more priests. It's it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, even, even with the, uh, even with the apostles, you see, they're called as disciples. They're called to just be with Christ, follow him as a disciple. Yeah. Um, learn from him, stay with him. And then it's, it's not until like Mark chapter six, when he sends them on their first mission and they become apostles. That's what apostle means is apostelain is to send right. in Greek. But um, like first and foremost, they're disciples. They're called to be with Christ, to follow him. And that's everybody's call. That's the call of men, women, children i don't know old, old, old people well, they don't <laughs> count children don't count i don't know not mark's gospel kids. yeah exactly <laughs> there were five thousand not yeah. counting women and children yeah this goes to our point right here like why not count the women and the children that that was one of father henry's like favorite details from uh that scene of the feeding of the five thousand was like he would always joke about it um, it was like when it, we're like counting how many people are in church or something to send a report to the diocese. It'd be like this weekend there were six hundred and fifty, excluding women and children. Um, anyway, but the point is like everybody is called to be a disciple of Christ and to lead where he follows, and he sends everyone on mission, but he has different missions for us, mm-hmm. um, and. Because men and women are different, there's also a difference in our mission. There's a difference in our just natural gifts as well. Um, So the role of priesthood in all this. Yeah. Priesthood does not mean like the best disciples, right? The only ones who can achieve that upper echelon of holiness. Right. Um. Priesthood is a distinct, you could call it a charism for the building up of the church. It's considered a sacrament of service. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, just, just like marriage. Yeah, um, yeah. No, no, no. But sure. it's not for you. It's for others. Mm-hmm. And um, there is a, a role of governance, which is essential to the priesthood. Mm. Um, but I don't know. That's That's the kind of governance it's supposed to be anyway, the kind of leadership, if you could right. call it governance that Jesus teaches. Right. Um, who came not to be served, but to serve. Right. And so it's, it's for the building up of the whole. And, um, I mean, I, I certainly don't want to <laughs> come off, come off in any way dismissive right. of the question, but also I'm intrigued by it because I, I hear things like that a lot. But then when I look out, I'm like, the church is mainly women. <laughs> like, You're like, talking like Sunday in attendance. 
I'm also talking church staff at parishes mm. um, and not not just like grunt workers, but right. like if you go to a meeting of... Uh, well, children's ministry. I work in children's ministry and youth ministry. Yeah. Children's ministry. I'm becoming the director. I'm the only male on staff. Like there's one, two, three, four, five, six women. Yeah. You know, between English and Spanish. Uh, even even at the diocese like until recently we had a we had a woman as chancellor of the diocese it's a pretty powerful role if you're looking for like roles of leadership so um, give and, our and people so, just a little one sentence what 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 is for the average listener doesn't know what a chancellor does at the diocese yeah i don't really know what <laughs> chancellor does either chancellor <laughs> chancellor hopefully uh Chancellor uh, Greg Curry is yeah, not listening. <laughs> fan of our podcast. He's uh, Chancellor has a, a legal role. Okay. Um, but also like a like a notary type role. Drafts a lot of the like the important um decrees and things like that. Got it. Got it. Cool. Um I think though what they're getting at maybe is that although I believe all those things are true, mm-hmm. agree with you and all those things. I think some still say like, where's the platform and maybe it's just the culture of the Catholic church. Like, right. We're not, um, we're not a Protestant church where the preacher is changing in the sense of it can be anyone any week. Right. Yeah. If, if needed, um, you know, like homilies are only from men. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we've ever had in my years here a parish mission led by, you know, mm-hmm. a woman speaker. I, I think it's some of those opportunities of... Of just like, it's possible, but we've never seen it. Yeah. Like with the parish mission, I could easily Yeah, I could see easily see it. I, I just don't know. Yeah, and I, I don't want to project on this person and their question saying, are they saying like, I don't think the church, from my experience working on staff, is saying like no, you couldn't be a speaker or do a parish mission because you're a woman. Like, I've never seen that. No, yet. no, I couldn't imagine that. Right. Um, but I do feel like, okay, why is, besides being a great speaker, Sister Miriam, here's a great mm-hmm. example. People love her, great speaker, does the podcast, all that. You f- familiar with her stuff? Yeah, right? she spoke at the Seek conference. I didn't okay. listen to it, but, okay. you know, because she's a woman. But. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was manning the vocations yeah, he's, booth. He's I would canceled. Have loved, he's getting our podcast canceled I, right now. Someone sent me a way to go and watch it. If I can just get a little bit of time, there you then go. I will. But like I'll use that example of her is um, she's probably one of the most prominent women speakers. I, I do think she's given extra credit mm-hmm. because she's religious. Sure. Um, but I think religious in general are given extra credit. Right. So maybe that goes into another topic outside yeah. of, you know, it seems, it seems like this is, this is also tied up with, with, I don't know, not necessarily clericalism, but like, like just the status right. of religious and clerics and, mm-hmm. and things like all things being equal, you would be like, who's, who's going to be the bigger draw for a parish mission and if there are, if it's like brother or sister, so-and-so, right? Um, people are probably, 
unless they know the name, mm-hmm. they're they're probably going to go to that. And right, and yeah, like one of our we had well, I think we did have Sister. I, I'm going to correct a previous statement. We did have Sister Miriam come one time. I want to say for a mm-hmm. parish mission. I thought it was for a separate event, but I now I think about it, it was for a parish mission, and I do think it was one of the best attended because she's just a phenomenal speaker. Yeah. She's great. Um, yeah, I, I can see what the person's getting at. And like you said, I think it gets into a little bit of the fact that like, we have to be okay with, I have to be okay with the fact that like, I'm never going to stand up on a Sunday, even though I believe I am a good speaker, I can communicate well. I, that's not my role or my job to ever Mm. get up, give a homily, right? Like I'm, I'm not called to that. I'm called to, you know speak to parents, speak to teens, speak to children, like do that. And I have to be okay with that. Otherwise, I don't know, become a deacon. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Right. Like, I guess, but even then it's not like, you know, no, just open platform. Exactly. Like, I only get my deacon weekend and then like yeah. the rest. Yeah. So. I, I would love to, to have a, a follow up on this, like just to, to see like, what would it look like? Um, in the the mind of the person who asked the question, yeah, um, for there to be an equality um, of of right. roles of of whatever she has in mind, right? Exactly. Um, mm. Like, what would what would that look like? Because because right. otherwise, or any I find of our other kinda, listeners, anybody that you know kind yeah. of has heard and resonated, what, what what could that look like? It would be a good follow up on that. Yeah, because I mean. I'm not in a position of <laughs> parish leadership or anything, but I mean, I hope you can hear, like I'm very open to this. Um, it's just so you can know everybody, his arms are crossed and he's, yeah, he, yeah. He's not open. Yeah. No, his body language <laughs> extremely closed right now. Um, and like, I don't know. I, I think just in general, women have a, a better sort of natural sense of religion than right. men do. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think you can see like their pursuit of holiness and discipleship. Um, mm. Like they just, you, you walk into the adoration chapel at any given time and it's like six women and one man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that's the people singing at church or the people leading their kids in prayer or the like it just goes on and on like there's there's a reason why people say like women are the heart like yeah of of the home Um, and not like minimizing that but like the role it isn't interesting really outside of a figure like a priest I don't see many men that can even articulate their faith yeah exactly and I mean, if there's a frustration there among our, our listeners or, or women listeners that like my voice isn't being heard or my talents aren't being used or like I have a capacity for more and it and there's just no outlet for it. Like right. we need leaders. Right. <laughs> we desperately need leaders. Um, and that is, I mean, the fulfillment of the lay vocation mm-hmm. in a way is is to like sanctify your surroundings by becoming a missionary disciple right right someone who can bear witness to their faith someone who can 
disciple others, mm-hmm. someone who's an adult in their faith. Well, like we desperately need that. Yeah. Um, and so if there's, I mean, any way I can help, <laughs> um, my, of course, step my step down from your role. Yeah, of course, my role is, is focused almost exclusively on that. <laughs> so you're like, I'm going to go have uh, meetings with 10 guys. Today. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. guys. <laughs> I'm the vocation director specifically for diocesan priests. Well, hey, isn't there a sh- uh, I don't know if it already passed. It probably knowing knowing this had already passed. Isn't there a um, Marian dinner? Yeah, there's a Marian dinner next Tuesday. Sorry. Okay. Look at next- me. I'm promoting your vocations right here. Yeah. Okay. Um, like I said, we have a vocations office. So by next Tuesday, what I mean is February 15th. It's a, for high school, high school women, high school women, February 15th. Yeah. If you go to, um, uh, dallasvocations.org, click and on, click on the women's women page, vocations. women vocations, uh, you'll see the info and how to sign up. I'm going to be there. It's going to be great. Ella. You're going to be there. Um, yeah, the division of our office, by the way, is uh, like it's the vocations office, but just because of the way women's vocations work, like there's no diocesan vocation. Mm. Like you join a religious order and they each have their own vocation director. So my office, we do have we do have someone dedicated to women's vocations, but she's more of like a matchmaker with religious orders than than like <laughs> this just sounds funny. Then, like, doing what what I do, right? Yeah. Like, I'm the uh, admissions officer for counselor. Counselor. Okay, whatever. The the person who admits people to diocesan seminary, like, that starts with me and that comes through me. It's really the bishop, but he delegates it to me um, until, like, you know, he says yes or no at the end. Um, But we don't, there isn't a counterpart. Right. Like, women... Um, and men who want to become religious, like there's no religious men's counterpart. Yeah. This is just the uniqueness of diocesan priesthood that's tied directly to the bishop. Right. And not to a religious order. So, um, so like of necessity, the women's side of the vocations office looks different. It looks more like we'll help you discern as we redirect you to the vocation director, uh, for the order that you're interested in joining right um and and i was thinking about it even with kind of i'll i'll end on this note and leave it to you if you want to say anything else we just celebrated confirmations and outside the 12 apostles and plus paul like saint paul not you um most of the saints kids choose are like women right like when you really think about it outside the 12 apostles there are tons of male and female saints but most you know like so many like cecilia saint therese saint Teresa of calcutta like all these ones like just because like i'm like yeah it seems like they showed the face so much easier (laughs) you know besides these 12 apostles who were able to walk next to jesus have you know even one of them though was still doubting you know until yeah one of them betrayed him right exactly so um you know i just yeah just kind of reiterate what you're saying like i think women have a beautiful prominent role and you know be curious yeah if any of our listeners are like oh i think i think they could be elevated or looked at differently in this ways we'd love to hear from you. so yeah i just thought of something actually kind of important um we would love to hear from you for sure but like (laughs) we're having a diocesan synod 
And this is exactly the kind of thing that we're having a synod for. Um, like if you have <laughs> ideas or if you just have like something to say about the situation, but you're not sure what the solution is or whatever, like this right. is exactly what the synod is for. This is what the bishop wants to hear. Right. And if you go to uh, uh, org. Can we work on that? C-A-T-H-D-A-L. Why are we that? Cathedral Dallas, I Yeah, guess. why? Cathedra Dallas. Well, Cathedra is the bishop's chair. Why can't we just be uh, DOD.org? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Department of Defense. <laughs> Diocese of Dallas. Come on. Every time. I guess it would be DOD.gov. Dude, you should totally start um, telling people every time you meet them, like, I work for the DOD. <laughs> Actually, I kind of like that. Um, so anyway, like, we're having... We're starting the listening sessions for the Synod really soon, like in the next couple of weeks. We've been having these things called catechetical sessions. Uh, we just had four of them across the diocese, and um, I think the last one's coming up soon. And those were more to teach about what the Synod is than to be actual listening sessions. Okay. Um, but there's going to be like 10 or 12 over the next two years uh, listening sessions. Mm. Um, as well as like other ways to participate, and we're hoping that that parishes are also able to to have sort of parochial style um, listening sessions because like the synod isn't any good if it's just coming from the top down. Yeah, right. The whole point is like that people are engaged and involved and heard, being heard. Yeah, um, and exactly. so this is exactly the kind of thing. Uh, just to, to redirect away from us. Cath, <laughs> um, yeah. Dow. Yeah. And there's a Synod webpage and it has all the details. Nice. All right. Well, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we've ever talked about that topic. It's good. It's good to like reflect upon. Yeah. Talk. Not to talk about sports. We do. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have to say. That's all we have to say. I'm, I'm going Bengals. Bengals. Yeah. Joe Burrow. All right. Ah, he kind of seems like not the best guy. But anyway, on behalf of, well, submit those questions or respond to us, prodigalandthepriest at gmail.com, stmparish.org slash PTP. On behalf of Joey Scansella, Father Paul Bechter, take care. God bless.